The evil that men do lands on. We gonna bang your head! You are now listening to the Music Mania podcast, a hard-hitting show featuring all things hard rock and heavy metal. And now here are your hosts, the twins of chaos, Clint Switzer and Paul Lagana. Okay, and it is our very special guest this week here on the Music Media Podcast as we've been talking about one of our favorite bands here, and it's YNT, and now joining us is the front man, the lead guitarist from YNT, the ringleader of all things YNT, Dave Minichetti. Dave, welcome to the show, man. How's everything going in your world, buddy? Well, it's going pretty well. Uh, getting ready for a long tour coming up, so uh, that's always always fun and interesting uh getting all of our bits together making sure our gear is working <laughs> that, that's very important of course the things kick off here and i want everyone to go to yntrocks.com to see all the dates and you guys are going basically starting uh this friday in las vegas all the way through october in the uk so you've got some ground to cover on this thing don't you guys Oh yeah, yeah. You know, we we don't mess around. <laughs> well, no, a lot of a lot of dates coming on. Yes, and uh, you'll be here in Kansas City on May 11th. Want everyone to check that out here. Um, those of us, li- those of you listening here in the Kansas City area at the Voodoo Lounge at Harris, that's going to be a great show. Can't wait. This is going to be my first time in quite a while seeing you guys. Uh, can't wait to catch up with you uh, May 11th here in Kansas City. But a uh, lot to go. Big tour coming up. I mean, you guys have just come off the road. You guys were in Europe, I think, all through the winter and stuff like. That. I mean, you you just. As I think Melodic Rock once put it, you guys are the hardest working blue collar touring bands in in the in the world today. I mean, you guys really are that, and that's uh, and that's that's just the truth. Yeah, we do a lot of work. Uh, there's no question about it. It keeps us busy. It it uh, it keeps the band kicking butt. Um, you know, we wouldn't have it any other way because there, if if we're off too many weeks in a row, it, it drives us crazy. We get stir crazy. And uh, it was just like, when are we going to play again? Come on! <laughs> that is that, that you love to hear that. That's a, that's the, that's the attitude of a true live touring band. And you guys, I, I don't know if I want to date myself here, but this has been forty three years here for YNT Dave. Uh, you know, not trying to date anyone at all, but my gosh, forty three years you've been at this. I mean, my gosh, and it's just been so consistent. You guys have been so consistent in what you do. It's just, it's just it's got to mean a lot because you guys have influenced so many bands and I know that maybe Y&T doesn't get their due as far as you know having you know a ton of commercial success but what you guys have done and staying true to yourself I mean that's got to mean more than any amount of huge radio rock hits I mean you guys have done so much and I think that's what's important don't you think oh yeah no there's something to be said for uh, staying the course and and we've definitely done that over our career we We've been one of those bands that have um, been lucky enough, of course, to to be popular enough to keep our music going and to keep us touring and selling records. Um, but you know, we we've, we've always looked at ourselves and said, okay, there's these bands that have come up, uh, open for us, and then surpassed us. But then a few few years later, they're no longer together or, you know, something happened or any number of other things where we just kind of keep going and we keep going in this sort of semi-uphill thing, you know, rather than having the big, the big, the big peak and then, and then sort of the big drop. Uh, we, we've just kept it going in, in a good fashion as far as 
the popularity of the band and uh, and the ability to keep doing what we're doing. I mean, how many guys can say 43 years into it that they still have fans that love to come out to the shows and allow them to make money and, and, and stay alive and keep doing the same thing that they loved all their life, you know? I mean, that's, that's a hard thing to do. Well, it is, and it, it very much so is, and you guys, uh, you know, influence so many bands, and I and I think that I mean, of course, you guys were uh, started off in the Bay Area, and then that scene kind of moved to L.A. Obviously, you know, the Motley Crues, the Rats, Quiet Riots, Wasp, these just a never-ending stream of bands. I mean, do you feel like the, that you guys really sort of started the L.A. scene? I know you guys are from the Bay Area. I, I know that because I see wearing your Raiders jersey sometimes on stage, and I'm like, hey, you got you're gonna have to go to Vegas now to see them play. But do you feel like you influenced uh, uh, a lot of those bands because um you know the thing the bands that came after you like you said some of them surpassed you but you survived uh, just about all of them and that's kind of what matters at this point isn't it yeah it's it's it, it's important to us obviously but what, as far as the la scene goes there's no question even though we were not from la we became popular down there from just hitting that market a lot and getting on Highway 5 and, and driving five hours and doing it, you know, two or three times a year when we first started out. And we got to the point where we were headlining down there uh, two shows a night, three nights in a row on the weekends uh, when we would go down. And a whole lot of the rock stars-to-be were, were in the audience watching us. And so we did have quite an impact on the L.A. scene, as it turned out, even though we were not living in L.A. and we were not an L.A. band. So uh, that, that was kind of gratifying to see. And we still hear about it all the time <laughs> from different musicians. Certainly. And, uh, you know, and you guys, um, you know, just in the A&M era of YNT, I mean, the, 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 your first three studio albums from A&M that you recorded, Earthshaker, Black Tiger, Mean Streak, it's one of the top three, or, you know, one of the top, to me, uh, you know, three hit punches from a band, maybe in rock history. But, of course, you don't really get the big success until Down for the Count because of Summertime Girls. Do you can, I mean, some of the band's classics, I mean, Black Tiger, some of those great songs, Mean Streak, came off of those early albums. And um, do, did you feel when Summertime Girls came out and became a big hit on MTV, hey, this is great, we've got a hit, this is amazing, MTV, right place, right time? Or did you kind of look at it like, hey, we have a lot, you know, we have work that happened before this and you wish maybe people would have recognized that more? I mean, how did you feel about that as that kind of played out? Well, it was a uh, double-edged sword, wasn't it? And yeah. It, we, were, we were happy to have the success of that single of Summertime Girls, and that was all good because it was all happening at a time when we were becoming more and more popular uh, because of Black Tiger and because of Mean Streak and Earthshaker. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, of course, it, it was frustrating for us to be pigeonholed as, oh, Y&T, those are those guys that were the Summertime Girls song. Because, of course, that was just one song of hundreds of songs that we, were, that we had been uh, responsible for that was quite different than most of the rest of what Lion T was all about. So, you know, it, it, yeah, and, and it's still like that to some degree, although, you know, we, we cemented, you know, amongst fans many, many years ago what Lion T was all about. But... It, you know, it's still funny to hear that on occasion when somebody goes, oh, those are the summertime girl guys, right? <laughs> You're like, oh, dude, 
<laughs> hey, the, 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 those are the people that uh, thought Metallica's Black Album was their first one. There's that's you know that's a part of music. You know, playing to the casual fan is a, is a big part of not only music but pop culture. It's just kind of part of it. But uh, the true fans, yeah. of course, know. And I, you know, and just someone like Lars Ulrich who said basically like that seeing you guys play live in 1980 was a big reason why he, he became a musician. And that I mean, stuff like that to me just has to carry a lot of weight when you've got you know bands like that and, and someone you know that carries as much weight as Lars saying that saying that about you guys and then that's there's countless people talking about your vocal abilities yeah. Ronnie James Dio uh, has always championed your um, your vocal abilities and I think it's just it's just wonderful that I think you guys get the due that you deserve but also uh, and you've never heard a bad word none, none of you guys have done anything crazy you've never uh, had any scandals or anything like that maybe that keeps you out of the news too sometimes but I guess that's that's not a bad thing either your wife would probably agree that's that's a good thing <laughs> yeah yeah no I mean we, we've been a lucky bunch as far as having the respect from the from from the guys from our peers and and uh, and, and the fans as well and, and and so that's that's been the good thing. Uh, I, I remember only too many times in the last thirty something years or so, people going, "Man, you should do something. Man, you should like go and you know punch somebody or go you know, <laughs> do something outrageous for God's sake. Then you can get out in the news and finally get you know a lot of press and I'm just like." Yeah, well, that's the way you got to do it. No, that's not what we're going to do. But anyway. Yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there's something to be said for being an outrageous style of personality or or uh, or just a complete screw-up that, that it, no matter what you do, you're always going to do something dumb enough to get in the press, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's just not our style. We... Just we are what we are, yep. you know, and, and we're just going to keep going with it. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know, and I want to talk to you about um, you know newer music because to me, you know, Face Melter. It's hard to believe that's that's been 2010. It's been seven years ago since Face Melter came out. Uh, what I thought was a really good album. I mean, that video, um, it's got over a million and almost two million views. Um, that's on YouTube, which is you know that's how people you know listen to music now, so that means a lot. Uh, but you know, is there any um, thought to maybe a follow up to Face Melter? I thought it was excellent. Uh, any news you could maybe give us on that front? Well, the, the band has been so busy, as you were saying earlier about yeah. touring, that um, it's it's been very difficult for us to sit down, carve out a, a, a big space of time for us to, to write and record. The, and, and produce the, the, the new record, and you know that's that's one of that's and, and also as we've gotten older, um, you just get more and more things in your life that happen. Yeah, uh, you know, you, you know, it doesn't matter what job you've got, you have more responsibilities that have come into your life. You're no longer 22 years old, you know, and 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 have you know, 24-7 can be your music life, uh, you know, along with your girlfriend <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> you know. Uh, but it, it, it's, it, there's a lot of things happening in each one of our lives. So it's much more difficult to just say, okay, we're touring three quarters of the year. Now for this other quarter, uh, you need to spend it with us too. You know, it's made it a little bit more difficult to just throw records out one after another. Uh, so we will eventually find this time that we need, and, and we're thinking that there might be a good 
portion of time in smack in the middle of summer where we've got a, like a three week off uh, period and, and maybe another three week off period sort of uh, within a few months we've got maybe six weeks uh, of, of time that we might be able to sit in the studio and, and come up with new tunes Absolutely. and that's that's at least the plan Great. We'll have to clear that with everyone's girlfriend first, and then we'll we'll make get those sessions going, right? Uh, well, you know, and on a serious note, and it's it's only been um, three and a half weeks, not even a month yet, since uh, former guitarist Joey Alves passed away. And I know, you know, he was an integral part of YNT. I mean, just kind of give us uh, your thoughts on Joey as a person, and just I know this had to you know really hit you hit you hard, man. Yeah, it did. Uh, it hit me hard, as did uh, Leonard's passing away just about six months before mm-hmm. that. It's, it, it's, uh, it's a very strange feeling to know that everybody that you started the band with is no longer here, and that you're the only guy left, you know, from, from the original band. So that, that uh, it put a very odd feeling into my mind for the last month, for sure. But uh, anyway, but as far as about... About Joey is concerned, Joey, Joey was a really awesome rhythm guitar player. He, he had the essence of what rhythm guitar was all about, which in, in, in our style of music, which was just, just being straight ahead, just, you know, huge chords, uh, uh, you know, chunky downstrokes and, and great uh, classic, uh, clean, you know, melody line types of, of phrases that he would do and stuff like that. I mean, he just had it all when it came to that. And he was uh, he was a good songwriter, too. He came up with a lot of good riffs. He wouldn't yeah. necessarily write full songs, but he would, he would bring in some really cool riffs that we were able to develop, you know, beyond uh, his initial idea and everything. And uh, he, he was just very good at, at what he did which was being very solid and consistent every night as, as a player. And, uh, you know, he, he, the one thing that, that uh, definitely made him different from some of the rest of the guys in the band were we were kind of uh, flying by the seat of our pants. Mm-hmm. You know, every experience, every, every rehearsal, every show, it was, you know, right off the cuff, you know, right out of our, out of our emotional, you know, uh, whatever happened at the moment kind of, kind of vibe. Whereas Joey was much more about, uh, organization and planning and, you know, making sure that he, he knew every riff he was going to play that night and it was perfect and, and that he planned for everything. So, yeah. uh, he was, a, you know, he was one of those kind of guys, you know, that always, always had, to have everything in order where we kind of just played it by ear kind of thing. So, sure. so that was his thing. But uh, we, we're going to miss him, you know. It's, yeah. it's been, uh, it's only been about three and a half weeks yeah. and, um, you know, just knowing that he's not there is is the thing. I mean, we, we would talk uh, a couple of times a year and every once in a while he'd come out and jam with the band the fans always enjoyed it. He loved it. Of course, it energized him, and uh, it was always great to have him on stage with us again. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm, 
really going to miss not having that opportunity. Yeah, well, well said, and uh, condolences to to you, to his friends and family, and 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 Dave. I know you guys are you're, you guys are getting ready to hit the road, literally. I think as we speak, and I I just want to wish you guys luck. And uh, uh, as the tour starts here on Friday in Vegas, never miss a chance to see YNT, especially in Vegas. My gosh, if you're out there this uh, this weekend on Friday, check that out. YNTRocks.com. You can get all the dates and all the info on the band. And I'm sure if someone wants to send a tweet, a Facebook message, an Instagram, a Snapchat, Dave, I know I'm sure you're doing all the social media so they can they can they can get a hold of the band that way. You guys got all, all the social medias covered, I think. Well, we've got some of it covered. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many anyway, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, we we're we're doing Twitter and we're doing Facebook and uh, that's about it at the moment. And of course our own website. But uh, yeah, you know, it's it's tough, man. I mean, you know, we always have to hire somebody to do our, our social media for us because it, it it takes a lot of time to get to be involved in every every a little step along the way. Hey, it absolutely does. And I'll tell you what, looking forward to seeing the band May 11th here in Kansas City. Definitely hope to come by and uh, be able to shake your hand and say hello because, uh, you know, YNT always been one of my favorite bands. Can't wait to check you guys out live. Just uh, about five minutes from my house. You're making it easy for me. Can't wait for that. Dave, I'll tell you what, thank you so much for your time, man. I know uh, you've done a bunch of interviews today. You guys are very busy. Good luck on the road, man. And uh, can't wait for the show here in Kansas City. Thanks so much for your time, man. Cheers, Clint. Appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Dave. All right.